Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Suzanne. And we are best friends and business partners who understand how our lives and our work are intertwined. And we talk about the challenges that are up for us because just like you, we're trying to get better all the time. Rachel? Yes? Why don't we talk anymore? Suzanne, we talk all day, every day. No, but not really. Okay. Hop off my leg. What are you talking about? (laughs) I mean, I've been watching reruns of The West Wing. Have you? Seen, I mean, when was the last time you saw an episode? I actually saw the full-on reruns last year. I binged. I never left the house for like two weeks. I mean, those are conversations. I mean, someone would have to script us, Suzanne, in order to talk like that. I mean, I get that we're, you're longing for that back and forth and yeah. back and forth. It's true. But you know what? There is a way of having great conversation, having really satisfying, forward-moving conversation without inviting Aaron Sorkin into your house. Yeah. The more I think about the times I'm happy during the day, the more I think about what I'm looking forward to in the course of a day, it's really good conversations with people who know how to have a good conversation. And it led me to think about the fact that no matter what you want to do to get better, you want to get better at your job, you want to get better inside your relationship, you want to be a better parent, you want to be a better friend, podcast host. (laughs) (laughs) It all gets back to the same thing, which is learning how to have a really great conversation. You know, That's what we should be helping our listeners understand because you need to care about conversation as a power tool for so many things, for any job you want to get done, meaning anything you want to get done. If you want to influence your coworkers, right, instead of telling them what you want, to start a conversation. If there's a difficult moment that you're having, again, with a boss or with a friend, the solution is a conversation, always. Right. You want to get promoted? Start a great conversation with the people who can make that happen. I thought you were going to say, you want to get pregnant? Yeah, start, a, start conversation. a conversation. Well, that's sure right? shit true. Yeah. 
So let's talk today about, first of all, what is a great conversation? Let's define that and get serious about what we mean by it. And I just believe that everybody listening could do this. There are rules. Let's get to some of the rules because there are ways, there are hows of being in a great conversation. And then I think we have some great stories about times when conversations really influenced us. And I think if our listeners are able to take in what we're saying, this requires reps. This is just about doing what we're doing, practicing it as much as you can, and just being in more conversations. And, you know, despite your whining at the beginning of the show about why don't we dong anymore? I mean, you don't like me anymore. The fact is that our partnership really is a 20-year conversation. Yeah. So yeah. we have a lot to say about it. We do. Previously on The West Wing. I've never seen Sam Seaborn get beat the way you beat him on Monday. Yes. Well, Mr. McGarry. Leo? Yes, sir. I've been thinking about that ever since your office called me on Tuesday, and I have something to say on my own behalf. If you'll permit me a moment to say it, and I understand if you won't, but I would really appreciate it if you did. I didn't really follow that, but whatever. I think that it is wrong for a man in your position to summon someone to the White House to reprimand them for voicing opposition. I think that that is wrong, and it is inappropriate. It's inappropriate, and I'll tell you what else. It's wrong. Yes. That's fine, except you weren't summoned here to be reprimanded. Well, then if you'll permit me, why was I summoned? You have an interesting conversational style, you know that? It's a nervous condition. I used to have a nervous condition. How did yours manifest itself? I drank a lot of scotch. I get sick when I drink too much. I get drunk when I drink too much. So, Rach, let's just start out talking about what each of us means when we say being a great conversationalist. Right. I What I mean by that is that it's like being a great dancer. It's knowing how to move between leading and listening. It's introducing – you don't have to be – to be a great conversationalist, you don't have to be the one introducing a fascinating topic. You just need to know how to grab it and dance with it if it comes up. And if you're a good dancer in a conversation, it means that you are always moving it forward, moving it more deeply, taking it in an interesting direction – and really, it's about asking great questions. I was just thinking about Howard Stern and the thing that he does that makes him a great conversationalist that I try to strive for more after listening to him for a long time is he asks the questions that lead to the conversation that you really want to hear and you really want to have. Because in every interaction, there's one conversation you could have that might speak to your head and be interesting, but there's always another conversation yeah. that's more interesting. And it, But it takes a great question to pivot you out of the thing that you think you're supposed to be talking about exactly. onto the thing that you really want to be talking well, about. Well, so Suzanne, you and I have very different conversation styles. Yeah. And I actually, that is why I tend, I was just doing it in the lobby on the way into this show. I tend to go intimate in order to strip. I have You're no being tolerance. intimate with someone in the lobby of yeah. I mean, I have an intimate. I, I I introduce. So this guy comes in and he said, "Oh, I thought it was going to thunderstorm today." I said, "I think it thunderstormed last night." Like I wasn't up. I went to sleep like really early. And he said, "Oh, I was up at three thirty. And I said, "You were up at three thirty? Do you always get up at three thirty? He said, "No, I had to." And I said, "Why?" And all of a sudden, we were having a conversation about his nightlife. 
okay, and that he does wake up. And the thing is, I have no tolerance for the surface conversation where you're talking about the weather. I could have kept that conversation sure. about the weather yeah. for five minutes until you guys showed up. And I was just like, uh, I got to take this someplace real. Yeah. I can't. And it tends to yeah, no, get you're into really intimate good territory. at that. And you're brave about it too. I, it, you know what? Yeah. It doesn't feel like anything other than get me out of this room. I can't. The small talk room makes me actually like a crazed animal. I feel caged. So I have the same fear of being caged in the small talk, but I think I have a different approach to creating a conversation I want to be. That <laughs> <laughs> I have a different approach to being in the conversation that I want to be in. Yeah, which is weird now that I'm thinking about what I do. What I do is I try to think about what does the other person want to be talking about? So I try to think about if I asked them this question and got them talking, then they would be more interesting and I'd probably then be able to be more interested. And so that's how I get into it. Wow, really, that's complicated gymnastics, man. It, but it, I try to have a lot of empathy. So that's, I think, my way in is I'm really looking for, so what is the thing they probably want me to ask them? Yeah. And then if I ask them that, I'm going to flip the conversation into something they want to be talking about, and I'll probably be more interested So what's in. interesting is I'm looking for, I want to unbalance there, interesting thing ha- things happen when you go in a direction that's not expected, right? They're caught off guard and they have to be improvisational. What I, I can't stand being trapped in a script like, yeah. how's the weather? It's fine. How right. are you? I'm fine, right? And then to do something, not to shock, but to create some kind of disturbance in the environment that gets people yeah. to go in a different direction. It's just a, it's just a different approach. So I think we've said a lot, but let's break this down and really give the rules of the road. I mean, what are the actual techniques, the skills that you need to have in order to have the kind of conversations that we're talking there about? There are a hundred different ways to have conversations and to be good at conversation, and anyone can do it, but there are a set of rules. So, Rach, I think there are probably five rules, and let's just get to them. Yeah, I think – well, the first one is really obvious to me because it's sort of like the most important, and it's what we were talking about earlier, which is every good conversation begins with a great question. And what do you mean by a great question? What does that sound like? What is it? Well, I can give an example of it. Um, We had – uh, a client. I'll, I'll just never forget. This was the most satisfying, satisfying client experience we've had where usually, you know, our assignments are someone gives us a problem to be solved and then we go about and, you know, write a paper or do a strategy or create a product or something like that. In this case, we were given by the client just a really interesting question. Um, do you remember exactly? It was, I'm talking about knowledge transfer. Not, I remember what the so I think is. the way he framed the question was: How do we move what we know into people's hands in a way that they will understand it and, and cha- act upon and change it, their behavior? And change their behavior. Right. Then, how do we look at? Let's just take a field like early childhood and look at examples of how did that occur in that space? Right. So the question really was: He wasn't. Um, he was asking it because he really did want to know. And it started a six-month conversation about 
You know, that's a really good question because we know all kinds of things, but we don't do everything we know. So how do you close the gap between what we know and what we do? Excellent question. It was the best work we ever did. Best work. Uh, The tip that I would give for listeners to make it maybe achievable for everyone, make sure you're asking a question that drills down. Just try to aim your question one layer down from what you otherwise might have been thinking the question should be. Also, ask something you actually want to know. Yeah. Because that's what keeps it authentic. Don't try to invent a question because you think it might be interesting intellectually um, or use that voice. (laughs) Don't ever use that. Um, Ask it because you're curious. Well, I think that's a second rule. Um, You have to be authentically curious. And this has been a real struggle for me. Part of it is my, you know, introversion and social issues, but it's more I do in my head judge. Interesting, not interesting. Interesting, not interesting in a way that isn't helpful. I'm just admitting that. You know, it's so funny because I can get curious about anything. And the fact is, so can you, Suzanne. Yeah. And I've told you that before you go into a party. There is, with the most boring person who is seated next to you at a dinner party, I can. you can find something that you're actually interested in. Get them talking about that. That mandate to me, the one time you said that, I can't remember how long ago it was, changed everything about my feeling about sitting at a dinner where you're at the round table and you're kind of stuck between two people who you know you're going to have to be <laughs> for an hour talking to them. Changed everything. I, I do want to say that when we encounter people who are just Deeply curious. It's fun. It's fast. It's furious. We had a lunch date yesterday with a woman who I think in the course of an hour, we tackled everything from New York real estate, purpose and Jim Collins, handbags, her background growing up in in Iran, Iran, um, Farsi language. Um, I I mean, I, I could go on and on. And the fact was we had all those conversations because she was curious about all those topics and we were asking good questions. Yep. So find something to be curious about, even if you don't think you are. So here's here's the third rule. You cannot hang out in the small talk room. You cannot. You have about 30 seconds to get the X, fuck out of there, X. right? So you need to shift small talk into big talk very quickly. So you're talking about the weather, okay? Get out of there and go just ask anything, anything that will actually open the conversation up beyond weather. You're not allowed to stay there. And staying in small talk or moving, this is the worst thing you could do, moving big talk to small talk because oh, you're uncomfortable yeah. is the death of curiosity, creativity, fun. It's where ideas go to die. Well, you know what? That's what's happening right now with um, a project I'm working on, which we started out, Suzanne, with the, the big conversation, biggest idea and question ever. And what's happened over the course of this project, I could just cry, is it has been ground down to the smallest, most tactical questions that, you know, any intern could find out. It's not 
We're not in a state of real exploration. That's so how painful. you know you're in big talk is when you don't yet know what you believe. You're discovering it real time with the other person. I mean, imagine if this were a date and the date started out in big talk. So you were really deep and really in it. And then before you knew it, the person you were in on a date with started turning the dial slowly in the direction of small talk so that by the end of the conversation, instead of being deeper and more intimate, now you're talking about how you each liked the food. Yeah. Why would you do that? Right. Right. You, well, I think the answer to the question why you would do that is that you're afraid of the human state that happens in big talk. When you're in big talk, one big thing is you don't really know what you're going to say next. You don't really know what's going to come next. It's a little, it's improv. It is improv. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. I want to go to one that I think is, I think I'm actually very good at. And I think the reason that I'm good at it is always goes back to um, having a difficult relationship with my mother, um, where, which is about empathy. So I think good conversations require empathy. And so this isn't just listening. And I say it went back to a bad relationship with my mother because I had a mother who wasn't a good communicator. She wasn't good at conversations. And so I had to learn to read a lot of nonverbal cues. And I think I've gotten really good at being across the table from another person and feeling without them really telling me, what is, how do they feel right now? What question? I mean, I can look at our engineer because we've been doing this for years. I know, good day, bad day, bad interaction with his coworkers. You know, children boss. of alcoholics are like this. They observe. Yeah. They, they're observing everything, which is different from empathy, but it is, it is a it's highly a tuned towards, observational yeah. thing. And it always begins, if you know children of alcoholics, they always begin with, What's the condition of the other person right now? Yeah. What's that yeah. other person want? What is that other person I mean, believe? I am always yeah. in that state. So I think, thanks, Roberta. <laughs> I think where it becomes empathy is really being able. And you and I have a technique that we call the bubble over the other person's head. So we always say, imagine if there were a bubble over the person's head that you're... What are they thinking? What now? are they thinking? Right. Go right at that. 
You know, Rachel, we were at a dinner last night with two people we love. We were with Alicia and Jody Glickman, and we were having a great conversation among the four of us. And at some point, I noticed Alicia's face turn in a direction that I – and all I want to know is – what, what are, are you, you thinking, thinking right now? That's exactly right. Right. Well, she was writing, so she told us what she and was thinking And then she told later. us. But, but I could have let that go, and the conversation would have been much less interesting. Yeah. So thanks for doing that. You're welcome. Okay. And so um, I think this is one, actually, that you've gotten better at, and I think I've gotten better at, and it's the hardest one to do, which is to go into a conversation where you believe you might be wrong. No, you go into the conversation. <laughs> you just said never, no. Never. I never <laughs> believe I might be wrong. You go into the conversation entertaining the possibility Ability. that you are wrong, but arguing as if you feel that you're right. Yeah. But you're right. It is so, so hard. hard to do because, you know, th- this is what an, um, an ex-boyfriend actually taught me. The phrase, what if, what, what if what you're saying is actually not true, right? If you have that in the back lobe of your brain, yeah. just like while you're talking, so what if everything you're saying were not true? You know what would happen? Your tone would change. Yes. Everything would become more porous. It could actually become a conversation instead of someone going, oh, okay, yeah. you say so, and then They're thinking whatever they're thinking. So when you're in a difficult conversation or a heated conversation or a political conversation or one that you're dreading or you've, by the way, scripted it all in advance, as we told you not to on our show about difficult conversations, that's the moment where you have to suspend reality, where you have to enter into the room and just have a little thin slice of you that believes, what if? Right. That's just just entertains the possibility Because the goal of conversation is to open things up, not to close things down. You're not a lawyer, and you're not making a case in front of a jury. So, Rachel, do you know how I know that we're getting better at this suspension of the idea that, I don't know, maybe we might be wrong? Both of us are getting better? Yes, which is the point of this show, which I love, that we really are always just trying to get better. So you and I were in a meeting yesterday where we were with somebody who we respect a lot, and we presented her with an idea that we were convinced was great, we loved, and within the first two minutes of the meeting, she said, hate it. Without even, without looking at each other, we both went, you know what? You're right. She gave, made her yeah. case, and we both spontaneously stopped. I didn't look at you and go, no. well, we'll think further about this. It was just like... Yeah, and I didn't even feel uh, like an no. ego blow. No. And it led us, you and me, to an even better conversation. Yep. Suzanne, I think it's worth just summarizing the show with like our individual takeaways, what I took away from this conversation because we just had a good conversation. Um, I guess I'm beginning to think of conversation as an energetic exchange and that you have to follow the energy, right? And for me, I can only do that within myself. Where is my energy in 
or curiosity. You could call it curiosity, but it feels like an inner energy. Where is it in this topic? Follow that energy and you are sure to land in a big, wide reservoir of a great conversation. Very true to you because you go right to the skill. What is the thing I need to learn to do better? For me, my takeaway is I go to the discipline of it. What do I need to do better? Mm. And I think what I need to do better is practice more. Mm. It's so easy for me to shut down. It's so easy for me to turn off and just decide that the conversation isn't interesting. I think my takeaway is the only way that you follow these rules and really get better at following them is to do them more. That's really great. So you, are you saying you're going to be talking to me even more than you do? Because I'm scared. Getting more intimate? No, I don't want that. Me neither. Okay. And we'll be back to the big payoff next week. If you like what you heard, you can find us at BigPayoffRadio.com, on iTunes, on the Acast app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please, please rate and review us. It matters. Oh, baby, I'm tired of talking. Grab your coat and let's start walking.